Jim Cook left for college, believing that for the first time in 150 years, the eldest Cook's son would turn his back on beer. After college and graduate school, Jim began a promising career in management consulting. Even though he followed that path for several years, he always kept an eye on the beer business. In 1984, his instincts told him it was time to make his move. People were starting to crave something a little bit different in their beer. With his great-great-grandfather Lewis Cook's beer recipe in mind, Jim brewed the very first batch of Sam Adams Boston Lager in his kitchen. Samuel Adams combined pride, confidence, passion, and optimism in bringing Americans together to ignite the American Revolution. Jim Cook helped start the craft beer revolution when he first brewed Boston Lager over 30 years ago. And the cold cans, boys, helped start the rankings revolution as we first started drinking beer 34 episodes ago. We continue that path today as we examine Samuel Adams' Boston Lager. Cheers, Nick. Man, that's not how I remembered Sam Adams' Boston Lager tasting. What was your memory? I don't know. I it this is uh, less lagery than the other lagers we've uh, examined, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is a little bit heavier of a brew, just like a true American, a bit heavier. <laughs> uh, let me get the second sip. Mm. The crucial second sip. As loyal listeners know, oh man, not like it seems off. A little skunky or what? Yeah, not skunky. It just let me get the crucial third sip. <laughs> God damn it! Oh, yeah, it is. It's so much heavier than I guess. I was well, so expecting IBUs. this to be another. Check bland. it out. Compare the IBUs, Joe. IBU comparison tool. I I have one on my uh, supercomputer in front of me. Yeah, think again. I don't know how to do that. Shit. I don't have the internet. What is 30 IBUs? Well, Nick, looks. I'm going to well, take that the, crucial fourth drink. You, well, yeah, the IBU is the International Bitterness Unit, of course, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as loyal listeners would know. And Miller Lite, for instance, has 10 IBU. Right. So it's a d- nearly one-third of Samuel Adams' If your math IBUs, is correct, it's nearly one-third. I guess the lager is the thing that had me so thrown off because we have reviewed so many lagers it's on Boston this show. Boston lager. Yeah, they do things a little bit differently at Sam Adams. Well, hey, can you do a Boston accent? You want to try one? I parked the car in Harvard wow. Yard. That's pretty good. And you even did it without throwing out an R word, which is great. Yeah, uh, let me try it. The Boston socks parked their cars in Harvard Yard. That was excellent. Thank Joe. you. I'd I, I, I like to believe there was a little JFK in there, if I do say so myself. <laughs> Can we get another cheers here? I got to take not? that crucial fifth sip fifth of Boston, Boston Lager. Mm. Can I tell you why I, I decided to bring this in today? Please do. Last week, as loyal listeners would know, Casey Ryerson. We can cut out that Have last name. We gave name his last I name? don't know. Maybe we should <laughs> yeah, cut we'll that out. It. Listeners are going to know now, baby. <laughs> Uh, he was on the Line and Kugels episode, and he mentioned that Samuel Adams is kind of his go-to at the bar yeah. when he's not getting a line. He's all, 
So I said, why the hell not? I'm creatively bankrupted. <laughs> I have to uh, reach for anything I can get to pick out a beer. So that's why I brought this. And you know what? I'm going to tell the story I had at the QFC. No, purchasing I please this. do. Indulge. Good God. <laughs> Here's what I want to say. I want to set up the story. I walked into the room and we were about to record and Nick was really kind of just looking down on his luck. He he had hurt his ankle last night playing a little flag football with us and he seemed injured. He on just, the pup. He's on the pup list, physically unable to piss. That's your joke. I stole from you. I'll, I'll let you have it. All right. Um, so then I'm going to add out that I gave you credit. <laughs> Anyway, so I come in here and he's all kind of downtrodden and I'm, I'm chalking it up a little bit to the misty Seattle day for like the fourth day in a row or whatever. Uh, and then, nope, there was no ambiguity to your to your depression. You're like, let me tell you what happened at QFC. <laughs> and, and then you told me this. Yeah. So I've been, for context, I've been working all day in a basement, basically. I'm in the studio, uh, had a recording session this morning and then was doing other work throughout the day. And so I didn't know if it was still raining outside as I was going to walk to the grocery store to go get the beer for cold cans. And so I brought my umbrella with me. It's kind of like a bigger, like longer one. And then I get up there. Of course, it's not raining, but I'm like, okay, I'll just carry the umbrella. I'm not going to go back down to the studio now. Naturally. I, I walk the three blocks, two or three blocks to get to the grocery store. And I take a lap through the beer aisle and decide to pick up Samuel Adams. And then I'm looking around for a parable or terrible for the same episode, which listeners will find out later. And I will too. You haven't told me yet, so I'm very excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's sitting right on the table next to me, oh, so you might be like a little sneak peek. <laughs> okay, I see it now. <laughs> and uh, anyway, this is, this is right during the dinner rush. You know how much I hate the dinner rush. Nobody talks about, and really, I think, fully deep down believes in the rushes being around... <laughs> <laughs> three meals. No, I mean, I believe in the, the rushes bre- as anyone would, but they're not necessarily meal related. Breakfast, lunch, the lunch rush. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's the brunch rush, very underrated. Yes, yes. In the dinner Mostly rush. on the weekends. Anyway, continue. Midnight snack rush. Sure, of course. And so there, it's, it's like 5.30 at this point, so the grocery store is just crawling with people, and it's that always, that stresses me out right away, you know. You got to go shoulder, you can't get shoulder to shoulder through an aisle with someone else. Anyway, I got the beer. I got the parable or terrible. I'm waiting in line at the cash register. I didn't want to do the self-checkout. We've we've talked about that on this show. Self-checkout um, where someone has to come check an ID? I mean, good Lord. You're gonna it's be bullshit. In, you're going to be in until there's it's closing time. Because sometimes the person they have manning the self-checkouts like, isn't even the like 21-year-old, so they like still yeah. have to get somebody else Call to come manager. check it. Oh, yeah. It's gibberish. So I thought I'd take it easy on myself and go through the regular cash register. And QFC is pretty good usually about moving people through those because they I think they had like five or six open. So I get up there and I'm behind. I go to the one where there's only one guy in front of me. The other ones had like two or three and that would have been in front of me. And the, the cash register is moving slow and or the cashier rather. And then the this guy gets up there and he has like 25 bags of frozen shrimp in his cart. <laughs> <laughs> and of course the cashier can't take his word for it. So they've got to ring him up all individually. One by one. And then, oh, Lord. then once they got it all totaled up, the guy is looking at the screen and says, that's not the right price. <laughs> and by this point, I'm seeing people just rocket through the the lanes next to me, uh, getting through and out on their way. Yeah, I have a couple questions. How do you think that guy got all 25 bags of shrimp? Do you think he had to ask to go in the back or to have people bring out more? Because they don't know. have that right. many on display. Right. That's a good question. And go to Costco or something for He God's also sakes. said... I did the same thing last year. <laughs> That's what he said to the cashier. Oh, he's doing like a Thanksgiving thing. Yeah, it might uh, be a thing where he pre-ordered it. Like he ordered a pallet of frozen shrimp 
and sure, then QFC sure, ordered sure. a special for him. So that could be. But then true. he still went through the checkout line where the person had to ring all of them up. Right. The other question I have is, how easy was it for the cashier to scan the barcode? Of, of these. Did they have to, you know how sometimes the frozen food right. gets a little condensation and then they have to like rub off each one? Was that kind of shit happening? I was so out of it and grinding <laughs> my teeth, I honestly didn't notice that. So I, okay. I couldn't tell you. Okay. So it's taken forever. It's taken forever. He says the price is yes. wrong. <laughs> and so then they have to like go someone, have someone go check. And, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to a different one because there was literally an open lane <laughs> next to us at this point. That is picking the wrong line. Yeah. Which I, is an art and it's difficult. <laughs> I'm also bad I at it. I always do it though. I always do it. Because what we fall into is we pick the lines with the shortest amount of people sometimes, you mm-hmm. know? And sometimes you have to do some profiling. Not of malicious <laughs> of variety. The cart, though, in the basket, but of, right? Of course, of the cart. But sometimes you got a little ageism comes into play is all I'm going to say. Yeah. If somebody's some creaking up around there, and they have like six thousand coupon, one for every single item yeah, in the coupon, cart, and they're gonna pay with a check. Yes, yeah, and they're counting out out of the penny purse. It's true. It's but true. Anyway, so but you out pick of the, the kindness of my heart. I yeah, decided yeah. to wait behind this right this older man who's gonna just cook a great ass meal for his Thanksgiving. <laughs> they're gonna be <laughs> back to the gills with shrimp. <laughs> So anyway, here I'm back. I'm trying to get to the next register, and I I go to turn. At this point, by the way, it's important to say the umbrella is under my arm because I'm just carrying it. And, and so this, you says a big umbrella. It's, it's like sort the of Mr. Long. Pe- like the yeah penguin got a hook on it. Yeah, yeah, you got to give him the hook. What was the Batman villain? Yeah, penguin, penguin. The yeah, it's like penguins. With Danny DeVito. Yeah, got it. Okay, and then uh, portrayed in Gotham by uh, some other guy. He's supposed to be like the star villain. Like he's the he's big good. like he's, he's gonna win the it. Emmy. That show had some of the worst acting I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Even compared to some Netflix shows. <laughs> yeah. But that's network TV these days. It is. So, okay, continue. You got the Mr. Penguin but did umbrella. Did you know the the two leads from that are now like married or at least pregnant? The two guys, together? the guy from no, no, no. Malcolm in the Middle or whatever. O C guy and O C guy. Morena Baccarin. Oh, and now they're married. Yeah. So Gotham brought them together. Yeah. They found true love. I love that. On set. What was, set, the, what was the other star? I thought the star was the red-headed guy with the beard who was, maybe it wasn't Malcolm oh, in the Middle. Yeah. What show was he on? No. It might have been Malcolm in the Middle. He's he's like sort of a famous dude. Yeah, I thought he's he was He's got a name star. you'd recognize. That he was like the place. disgruntled. He's, yeah, he's like the somewhat crooked cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the OC guy's straight-laced. Gonna yeah, go, he's Jim Gordon. Yeah. Gonna go get it. Yeah. Oh, he's young Jim Gordon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Okay, is Batman is is Bruce Wayne in this show? Uh, yeah, yeah, Bruce Wayne's a, a preteen. Oh, <laughs> and Alfred's in it. And I'm all in, that baby. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I've been craving for years preteen Bruce Wayne. That's the show I needed to watch. I can't think of any of these names. We got to say some of these names. Gotham the, cast. Come up with the guy that was in like the mouth of. Malcolm okay, yeah, Monroe. Robin Taylor is Penguin. Uh, Robin Taylor, Donald yeah. Logue. That's oh, the Donald guy. Logue. Yeah. yeah. So where what was how did Donald Logue get famous? Like he was in uh had to have been he in Oh, Grounded for Life. He was the star of Grounded oh, yeah. for Life. Yeah, right. Which right. to me, Milk in the Middle, Grounded for Life, same show. Sure. Okay, so, so you anyway, have your umbrella in your arms. <laughs> I got the umbrella under my arm. And I turn to walk to the register, which is to my left, and I feel something some a little bit of pressure on my umbrella as I'm turning. I'm like, oh shit, is someone standing behind me? And then as I turn around, I hear something hit the floor. And then when I turned around, I saw a full display of chocolates spilled across the floor <laughs> at QFC. So you did knock a whole 
like rack over? Or it was one of, of those cardboard stand-up things, probably about four feet tall. Promotional type yeah, thing. Yeah, promotional type thing. Got it. And oh, boy, Nick. So that tips over. They spill out. <laughs> And uh, that's I get to the point where sometimes I'm so mad that I just I can't even like look at someone You're and I, then I just breathe <laughs> and try to be like a, above the situation, but sure. it never works. And so then I kneel down and start picking it up, and then a QFC person comes over and they're trying to help me, and I'm like, I'm I'm so sorry. Those are the mer- words I could muster. <laughs> and uh, she just goes, It's okay. And then that took like two minutes to get the, each chocolate in a specific uh-huh. one because there was like six different varieties, and you couldn't just like scatter box grab bag it up there. So I did that, and then I got into line, and at this point there were three open cash. <laughs> cashier lanes so then i had my pick of the place <laughs> and oh, i finally boy. got checked out good and lord almighty yeah. isn't that the wor- the worst kind of frustrations like that are not the ones where it's not even like the traffic it's like, oh man i got bad traffic that's frustrating oh boy it's like the i can't even complete this trivial task right now that's yeah. how frustrating my day is going the task of Buying beer in a checkout line. Yeah. <laughs> I fucked up. Even if it's not your fault, because you just, you, how were you supposed to know the guy was going to have to check out 25 bags of shrimp right. and that you were going to tip the thing? And over? I try to not get mad at that whole situation, too. I'm like, this guy, he doesn't want to overpay for a shrimp. He wants the right price. Sure. I'd love to know if he sa- if he was correct on the pricing discrepancy. Uh, yeah, I should have stuck around because he was Damn. still dealing with it by the time I was leaving. <laughs> Can you God. imagine? I should have gotten back into that line oh. is what I should have done. I bet, like you said, that's going to be a fun Thanksgiving with oh. this guy. That type of personality is, is making <laughs> 8,000 shrimp for yeah, his yeah. family And then he and makes friends. sure each person only takes two and a half shrimp. <laughs> yeah. I bought two and a half shrimp for each person here. And you should know I... Fucked them out. If a QFC <laughs> out of six bags. Boy, I pulled you one could, over. If you complain for 45 minutes, the manager will just cut some off. <laughs> and there are okay. also people getting in line behind him while I was leaving. I oh, wanted to say, like, don't do Jesus it. Please, God, don't Christ. do it. Save yourself. And it led us to this Sam Adams today. <laughs> uh, yes. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. This crucial 12th drink. How many drinks do you better. think it takes you to finish uh, 12 to get ounce to the center beer? of the beery pop? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm an owl and I'm asking. <laughs> um, man, that's a good question. What do you think you drink? Like an ounce of I was drink? just going to say, yeah, probably just an ounce of the thing, so 12. 12? Yeah, 12 drinks before you drink a beer. That explains why I'll end up drinking like four beers and be like, oh my God, I've by the definition of the government, I've binge drank tonight hmm. and all I've had is four beers, but you know- Sometimes that's over the course of a few hours. No big deal. Uh, it was probably well, by the story. definition of the government. I am unable to operate a vehicle after four beers. Well, and that's not true either. <laughs> oh boy, I have to cut that. <laughs> Our lawyers advise us to put a cut point in. Um, anyway, so what I wanted to talk about today, we got a little off the rails. Is to me, it's inexplicable that a show like Grounded for Life gets canceled after only five years on air. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way we're going. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, uh, Boston Locker. Let's break down the that let's break good. down the logo. So the logo includes the titular Samuel Adams himself on the front. A statue of him. A statue of him, right? And so one thing I want to bring up, and this is in the cold open, the audacity of Boston Logger to compare how Sam Adams combined pride, confidence, passion, and optimism in bringing Americans together to ignite the American Revolution. With what Jim Cook did, who by all means just inherited a long lineage of breweries and continued to do it, is outrageous. 
But for us to make the comparison about our episodes and the rankings revolution, it's very reasonable. On. Very reasonable. Uh, no, I mean, that's marketing, though. It is. You know? Yeah. And it sucks, but that's how everything is. But that's what, like, that's why we're drinking all this shit. I know we've talked about this before, but, like, people can just say anything, anything they want. And, and I'm you a can, good lover. And you can even, <laughs> you can even. Uh, it's not true. <laughs> but you could say, and, and you could disagree with it, as any former lover of Nick's would do. They would say, well, obviously that's not true. <laughs> Nick was a terrible lover. Um, and, and and they can, and there's one, there, so you say some outlandish claim, and everybody will go, well, that's just not true. And then you just, like, you, the person who said the claim just, like, kind of closes their ears and their eyes, and they just go, no, 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 and they don't accept any of that backlash. And then everybody just eventually accepts that the claim was said. And then that's the dangerous t- tipping point. It's like, it's okay that he said this thing. We all know it's wrong, right? And then that, com- that layer of, like, complacency gets kind of added on top. Yeah. And with time, that layer gets thicker and thicker before you start to just not remember what was so Do you have so anyone wrong. in mind for uh, what you're talking about here? Anyone who's taken that strategy? Um, I, I have no comment because I love my president. So I'm talking about Barry Obama and what he used to do <laughs> okay. back in Benghazi's days. But no, you're um, right. You just, you further erode the, like, line of, like, what's good taste essentially like what's yeah. you know acceptable in society and in discourse and stuff like that yes and marketing has certainly gone that way i mean you look at any amazon page and there's just a million claims about how this noise canceling headphones are going to cure your cancer and shit like that and 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 that's a real problem that's a great point because we're moving to a society that is basically governed by logging in being online mm. And so Love it. If, this, Can't get enough. if we're going away from brick and mortar show, stores, so let's use like- Brick and Morty stores. Rick and Morty. If we're going away from the stores that sell DVD copies of Rick and Morty <laughs> um, in that sweet, sweet Szechuan sauce. Uh, if we're, oh, no, don't if, get me started. If I, I was in line for 16 hours. Uh, no, if, if we're going away from brick and mortar stores, right? That's something that used to hold tangible truth to it. You could walk up to a brick and mortar store. And you could like you could walk into a sporting goods store and hold a football and go, I want to buy this football. I'm holding it, and I know it's good. But now we're we're in this Amazon world where you're supposed to trust Amazon. You go, look how convenient it is to just order a football on Amazon. You don't have to go to Dick's Sporting Goods anymore. Mm-hmm. Just order it. There's but, reviews. People but, telling me it's good, Joe. But the reviews, all you have to go on is description and reviews. And if description is governed by these outlandish fucking marketing claims, then truth is just going to be fucking bent. And then we're going to have no, like, ability to discern what's good or not. And then we're going to buy something and be like, I guess this is what footballs are now. This is, like, a thing that, like, it it doesn't even work. It deflates or whatever. And mm-hmm. And, like, we're closer and closer to just like having to believe whatever anybody says by kind of, again, we've talked about this before, but losing like locality and embracing this like constantly always connected, always on thing. It's just this flood of imaging and you can't worry about vetting the truth. So you just have to be like, whatever, it's just like, I'll take this all as it comes. It's really easy to sort of manipulate people and manipulate the truth in that society. Yeah. And some people want to be manipulated though. Because it's easier, you know? Tell That's me. It's a bummer, though. Tell me this is good. And then yeah. it's good. <laughs> and then it's good. That's true. But 
whether they liked it or not, they had some accountability when they had to, again, drive to Dick's and be like, just tell me what the best football is. And then they would hold it at least and then go, this isn't the best football. Yes. They, they I, were I forced to make a decision. Some people would take the opposite argument of what you're saying in that, like, you have more choice on Amazon and so you can find the best football. It doesn't matter what your local Dick Sporting Goods has in stock that day. You know, you can buy literally any football. I know, but we don't know what governs those rankings. Like, it, it, right, we we're supposed know. to trust Amazon, like I said but before. But that's my point. Like, if, Daddy if, Jeff. If they're, they're, they're incentivized to make money. We don't know how. And so that's a problem, that their incentives may be something different than the truth. Um, I think the the availability of wide availability of podcasts is going to make some of our listeners switch over to literally any other show <laughs> if we keep talking about this. Well, that's a good Where point. Where are we going with this? I think I was going to come back to uh, uh, one thing that speaks the truth, and that's the taste of a tasty beverage. The Bible. The, and, the taste of a tasty beverage. Yeah, and the Bible, of course. Uh, and I'm almost through this lager, and as so often happens on this show, the first few sips I didn't like. The bottom of this, rich, creamy, <laughs> alcohol forward, hops forward. <laughs> it's so delicious. beer tastes it's better delicious. when you're drunk, and life is better when you're drunk. When you're I drunk, I think it's yeah. a good, yeah, good metaphor, or whatever that would be. It, and this is a beer I think you could take to your Thanksgiving dinner, right? Hey. If you're having, if you're having some sort of Thanksgiving meal, are you uh, queuing me up for parable or terrible, along. Joe? I am. But was bef- that off mic? Before you get to it, I want to say the Sam Adams website actually has food pairings for Boston Lager listed on terrible. the website. They're all terrible. Small plates you could pair with blue cheese, black bean soup, bruschetta, or Cobb salad. Entrees: burgers. Roasted or fried chicken and burritos, kind of covering a lot of stuff there. <laughs> Desserts is dark chocolate, chocolate and caramel cupcakes and toffee cheesecake. So very, very like loose, broad. But what you brought to the studio today? What I brought specificity. today, yes, was hot chicken that I cooked at <laughs> noon and has been sitting here since then. No, what I brought today, I'm sure you've seen them on the grocery store shelves. 2,000 pounds of shrimp. <laughs> And I got a goddamn good price on it, too. <laughs> now, what I brought today is a um, from Oscar Meyer, which is that a Wisconsin company? Um, I think they have a plant were they, in a small yeah, town in like London, that, or Wisconsin, they, but I don't think. Okay. I'll validate. You keep talking. Okay. So it's it's one of the P3 portable protein packs. You've probably seen these. They're kind of the trying to enter the snack space with like the all protein, um, all protein angle. Because we're told sugar's bad for us, and we got to eat all protein all the time. Yeah, I'm sure there's no sugar in any of this. By the way, Oscar Mayer is indeed uh, headquartered in Madison, Wisconsin. So hey, what do you know? know okay, so this, this particular is... P3, that portable protein pack. So, oh, portable protein pack. Got yeah. it. Is it uh, P? Do they market it as P, P cubed, or is it just P3? They should, because these cheese cubes are cubed. Oh, my God, they missed it. P cubed would have been portable protein pack plus cubes. Everything in it is a cube. <laughs> I'm going to write a letter to the editor. Well, yeah, they're in Madison, so the next time you're home, go right. knock on the front door. I will. Okay, in this particular protein pack, we got turkey, almonds, and Kobe Jack. And because it's Thanksgiving. You're here to say. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're going to see if this is a snack or whack. Uh well done. Because it's Thanksgiving, there's turkey. That's the one connection I made. Put as much creative thought into this as I sure. did to Sam Adams. So get a one for get each. all of them. Yeah, yeah. Put one think, of each. Oh, this I don't like the feel of this turkey in my uh, hand. Yeah, totally Very processed turkey. Yeah. Turkey. So I have this Kobe Jack. 
an almond in turkey. I'm just going to pop all three Go in. Go for it. Then take a drink of this Sam Adams. Um, Go for it. I'll okay. tell the people what I had for food today while you chew so we don't have to hear you chew. <laughs> so I woke up this morning. Goddamn, last night I'd forgot to make my overnight oats, so I'm sitting there with my with my tea oh, bag. That's P3 power. <laughs> And I decided to make some hash browns. And I got this special hash browns recipe. This is an insider tip. You don't need Blue Apron for this. Ugh. You take normal hash brown potatoes. You mix it with shredded broccoli. That turkey was not. And then you turkey. add in some uh, diced onions. And if you cook that up with enough fat on it, boy, it's going to be good. What's your fat of choice? You put in butter? I'm a olive oil and a coconut butter guy these days. Coconut butter. A lot they of saturated fat. Mr. Rockefeller on the opposite side of the table with <laughs> his coconut butter. Costco's got a pretty huge, huge thing you can buy. You buy a 15-gallon drum. butter-flavored coconut. coconut oil. Yeah. <laughs> buy, a, buy, buy a barrel drum. 50-barrel drum. No you and the shrimp guy fact. together. All, All right. right you thoughts? pop them in. Um, so my initial thoughts were that turkey was nasty. It smelled like you had your nose right up against a, a butthole, and then that butthole farted. <laughs> That's the, the smell while it was in your mouth. It was disgusting. The almond is an almond, and the Kobe Jack cheese was Kobe Jack cheese. But to me, the the king of the P3 power pack is that turkey, and it was really bad. But take a sip of the Sam Adams, or you're out. I've apologized. You can't even tear. The pear was even worse. That, like, kind of strong taste Let's of the lager. One. Who cares? We're young. These aren't the drunk. rules. We drink one beer. Oh, Seattle's bad boy. It's a, new, yeah, it's a new day in Cold Cans Nation. <laughs> so... You pair that taste of that turkey with a drink of that, the the poop smell of the turkey with, like, the, the sort of strong flavor of the beer did not go well for me. So, to me, it's a terrible. Mm. What do you say? What say you? I, I do like your analysis. I'm a huge almond and cheese guy. I think that's, like, a perfect pairing, the crunch of the almond with, like, the you know, I liked that. creamy cheese. I think that's great. But I, I agree. The whole reason I got this was because of the turkey. The turkey, the, the Thanksgiving. You're going to get the tryptophan. You'll pass out on the couch in the middle of the Lions game. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm okay good doing terrible. <clears throat> terrible. Uh, speaking of Thanksgiving, wow. <laughs> I didn't know that we had a extra. We were we really spent top dollar on a Foley artist recently for Parable or Terrible. Um, speaking of Thanksgiving, should we touch brief, briefly on your your thoughts of Thanksgiving? I see you taking a drink. I can I, I can start if you want. No, sure. Like the Thanksgiving holiday as a whole. Sure, just mean? in general, yeah. You know what my biggest complaint is? Hey, why don't you start, Joe? It's I'm thankful for you and you, all your interruptions. I was you literally bent the mic away from you. No, I was pulling it towards me. Well, you got your backwards glasses on, Joe? <laughs> no, Jesus. you bent the mic away because you were no. eating turkey and that you didn't want the listeners to. Right, well, tell me what you like about Thanksgiving. No, what please, by for? all means. I'm thankful for my friend Joe, who's very considerate and is always a oh, loving boy. loving friend. I don't like that Thanksgiving and Christmas are a month away. I think you pack in two of the biggest holidays where you're- Can I tell you why that's the thing? Yes. Everyone's depressed during the winter. You got you need mm. time off work. That is what it is. It's got to be. The founding fathers like Samuel Adams knew that the people, once the weather gets cold and the sky goes dark, that the people need time off. Why? So they can overeat and drink copiously sure. during the weekdays. And Jesus knew to be born- and that's exactly got nothing to right do with time. it, Joe. Um, yeah, that, that's Separation nice. Separation of church and state. But it does mean if you live away from home and you want to go home for the holidays, 
you kind of have to like pick a holiday. It's what I end up having to do. It's hard to go home for both. Yeah. You fly there, fly back, fly there, fly back. So it, I just wish they were staggered a little more. No, it just I feel seems you. like they're right on top of each other. Have we talked about like how time feels as you get older? Like how when you you know when you're young, time feels uh like a, like a Sunday afternoon can last seemingly forever. Yeah. But when I think that was the episode of Stephen Hawking was our guest. Yeah, yeah. We talked about this. Yeah. All right. But you know, keep going on. But when you're an adult, time feels like a whole week can feel like what an afternoon once felt like. Yeah. It's like if you tell me I have an hour to do something, I'm like, fuck, that's like right now. I I, I can't there's no time between In my now mind, and an literally hour. every task in life takes an hour. Yeah. That's like what I think of. It's a unit of time. Yeah. It used to be like an hour. Yeah. I'll be dead by then, like yeah. when you're a kid. Apparently, like the there's real basis for that. You actually do feel like time, like a unit of a year used to feel like a lifetime because when you were eight years old, it was one eighth of your life. Mm-hmm. But now like in your twenties, thirties, forties or whatever, it's one year is one thirtieth of your life. So in terms of percentages of your life, it literally just is less time in your brain. So that's why it feels like time is just fleeting right now. Mm-hmm. In any case, when I was a kid, it felt like when Thanksgiving came, it was like, oh, Christmas is still a whole month away. It's never going to come. And that's true, yeah. And now it's like, oh, these things are right on top of one another. There's no way I get back, go back. I'll be doing this day. I have no time to shop. So that's my biggest gripe. Yeah. I mean, when you're a kid, you think, hey, I'm grounded for life. But when you're an adult, you say, I'm grounded for a week. <laughs> and it feels the same. And when you're down low, <laughs> you no, think, I, I agree. Four though. seasons, I get canceled. <laughs> 92%. <laughs> I am DB and I get canceled. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I largely agree. When I when I go home now, I go home like between Thanksgiving and Christmas for a number of reasons. I hate the crowds of like actual holiday travel. It's more expensive, of course, and like you said, it's tough to go home. You know, twice around mm-hmm. those days. So, so that's why I do it. But Thanksgiving in general, um, it, it's always a second tier to Christmas to me. Like I always liked Christmas more. It's poor yeah. man's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> That's not my only thought on it. I don't hate Thanksgiving. I don't yeah. I feel like I don't have a ton of family traditions surrounding it. I feel like I have more around Christmas. And so Thanksgiving to me is always just like I never got to see my extended family on Thanksgiving. I got to see them on yeah. Christmas. So and that was always more fun. So your family kind of picked the holiday too because I think yeah. they're Yeah. It's it's totally true. And for me, I might because then you got New Year's 5 7 days after. That's a great point. The holidays Christmas. are Christmas and New Year's, but then Thanksgiving kind of is like the ramp up to that. It's the unofficial yeah. kickoff of the holiday season. Now I know that you are. Are you a Honda Days man? I'm not. I know my parents listen to the show. I don't think I want them to know that I've turned away from the uh, Lexus December to Remember sales event, and I'm now a Honda Days man. And this also came from your roommate Stotes, who I believe is still a Toyota Thon boy. He, yes, last I checked, he was still in the house of Toyota Thon. <laughs> Listener, sound off. What? Which holiday do you celebrate? Are you a Honda Days man or are you a Toyota Thon boy? Are you a summer holidays guy? You big Ford truck I'm a, month I'm guy. I'm a truck month guy, as I was going to say. Every truck month rolls around, you know, I'm putting two more down payments down. Oh, I just can't it's help the myself. most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> No, but it, so there's too many holidays at once. Also, my birthday's a week before Thanksgiving. So, oh. like, I always had yeah, this stacked up a lot. And Thanksgiving, like you just said, it was the poor man's version of all that shit. So. Mm-hmm. But it's still, like, it's just a cool time. Football and, like, the autumn leaves. I really think that's why we have holidays packed in, though. 
because Winter. people are losing their minds. Sure. The sun, is, sun is in the sky for six hours a day. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to get to that. We have a plan to, to talk about a little bit of season. A little oh, teaser for our next episode, talking about some seasonal. A little SAD Caesar. <laughs> hey. <to> teaser. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a, set, it's a SAD Caesar. I uh, have a seizure. I can't talk. Well, should we wrap this episode up? Uh, yeah. We're both done with our Sam Adams. You cracked a second one. I might I take did. a yeah, little drinky poo of, of that second one. Um, Cold and flu season, you might want to pour that in your own individual cup, Joe. Oh, true. You said you were getting sick. I'm not taking a taking a sip of this. Well, you, I mean, the alcohol kills it. Just pour it in your cup. Jeez. Alcohol kills it. Build up antibodies, man. That's true. Um, and okay. I drank a kombucha before this, so I'm healed. So let's talk about where we're going to rank this. Actually, no, let's get to the mailbag first. I have a unique mailbag. I want to give a shout out to theevergray.com, who oh, yeah. uh, recommended us... Uh, as one of the 14 podcasts launched by Creative Satellites, and they recommended our Rainier episode, presumably to, to cater to Played the Seattle the, crowd. Yeah. yeah. And it, I went back and listened to it. It's episode four. And Christ, does that seem like a lifetime ago? It does. We, uh, no when parable, we were terrible. kids, it felt like multiple lifetimes ago. We were just baby boys. And also the length is only 15 minutes. So we've... Uh, Thoroughly oh, wow. really? launched into yeah. We've thoroughly launched. I thought it was into... much longer. Must be why I'm a bad lover. <laughs> <laughs> so self indulgence is no problem anymore. At thirty, we're running on thirty four minutes right now. As I looked down, oh at mama. The okay. So, um, but thank you to uh, the Evergrey uh, for for mentioning us. We appreciate it. The thing I want to call is they said uh, when we spotted the episode on Rainier, we couldn't resist, and we actually learned some stuff. So. Huh. They're the only group of people who have actually learned some stuff <laughs> yeah, got about pos- beer. Yeah, positive takeaway. Um, hey, we also want to give a cold can shout out and a cheers to uh, Danny, or uh, loyal listeners, Danny and Candace, who got married recently. Ah, cheers. Cheers. A Sam Adams to you. Yes. We're giving a cheers. Uh, congratulations. <sighs> Name your firstborn after us. <laughs> to happy and healthy. Yes. Well, speaking of happy and healthy, do you feel happy and healthy about this beer? Not a good segue. Uh, in our rankings, I'll say the beer advocate score quick. It's a, yeah, a three like point. It. Is all right. Nobody cares about this one. <laughs> it's a three point seven four out of five, which translates to good for them. That makes sense. It, yeah, they put an effort forth. Again, what that's what surprised me so much in that first sip. It's like, I, it just in my head, I always thought a Boston Lager was just another one of those fucking. Generic ass, like maybe like an MGD. Oh, or really? Like, yeah, totally. I like, never perceived it that way. Really? I mean, it's it's got to be almost twice the price of really something like that. Yeah, I was just way off on Boston. I've never really drank it to be honest. Okay. I don't know why, no particular reason, but and it is it's all over advertisements. You know, yeah. like national advertisements all the time. That's why that's where I thought we were like going to get into somewhat with your earlier discussion or your er- earlier monologue. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> Well, uh, no, we had I know. I do. We had to I, touch I, on grounded for life, and and we had to do a twenty minute bid on <laughs> on Safeway lines. grocery store. Yeah, QFC, by the way. Yeah. Safeway is even worse. Yeah, and and that certainly wasn't a monologue. I'll say. Um, the, what do you think? Should I read the rankings, taint to tip? You want to go first? Are or we you... still doing that? Maybe we should give the listeners a break. <laughs> it is Thanksgiving, but I what think if they, they would be thankful? <laughs> What if they forget what the rankings are? We we had a tweet recently from I don't remember what his Twitter handle is, but from Landon Burlingham who tweeted at us 
that he's appreciative because he gets so forgetful about the rankings. I and thought he, that was Spenny Mo. Spenny did, but then landed. I don't remember oh, what the exact tweet was, okay, but it was gotcha. something along the lines. Anyway, we'll save you from the rankings. Uh, read off. <laughs> But I'm going to, because I want to get you back into, the listeners also, they send me private DMs on Twitter. Oh, And they say mama. they're, dis, they, they, what the kids say is slide into my DMs, mm-hmm. 100 fire uh, content. <laughs> and uh, they say they're upset that you don't care about the rankings, that you've lost your luster. Oh, really? For the they say hashtag, he's hashtag lost his luster mm. for the rankings. You've, <laughs> you've mentioned a few times that you, you they're, they're pointless, they're useless, you hate them. Um and so, all true. and so I want to get you back into the spirit. So like, what, wh- what would interest you with these rankings? Should we do a reshuffle episode? And if we, we've, we've bantered about it, if we reshuffle them, would you be back in if they were more like authoritative? Sure. Okay. So maybe in, in a few episodes, I was thinking closer to the, the 50 episode mark, but maybe after a few, we're going to yeah. do that power. No, hour I could reshuffle. be, I could be down on the rankings for another two months till we get to 50. I could be a shithead about them for another two months. Oh, I know you could. I know you could. So uh, do you want to go first with the rankings or do you want me to go first? Hey, let me take a look at these ratings, which I love so much. You wouldn't, They're you so you arbitrary. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, and, you wouldn't I mean, have to look at the are. rankings if uh, if I would have read them from tip to tip that you'd have somewhere <laughs> That's in That's true. I, yes. Um, they are kind of arbitrary. We need to reshuffle. Right, they're, yeah, and they're not consistent. Because, I mean, of course they're arbitrary, but there's like... Uh, this has got to be, I'm going to put it under Kona and above Who Garden. Hmm. Tear me down, Joe. Maybe that's no. why I hate him so much. Because no, that, like that was the gambit for so long. Right. You'd say something Nick, and then slot I'd be like, this. I disagree. You idiot. You said that in one episode. You said I would be the guy on high coming down. Um, but whether you like it or not, because I know you're a masochist. I know in the back of your mind you want me to tear me down, daddy. But don't I look under that, the table right now. I think that <laughs> I think that fits uh, extremely well. Uh, is that a, is that your your umbrella in your pants? Or <laughs> I think it fits extremely well there. I Chocolate think that that Who Garden's kind of forgettable. Maybe is one of those we'll come back to and reshuffle. Mm-hmm. But certainly not better than Kona. But like more flavor than those beers like Who Garden. Right, stuff. and it it is for a different time of year. You know, like Kona is like good summer beer. I think. A bar lager. You could drink. It's a lager you could drink in the wintertime. Yeah. And th- the last thing I want to make sure that the listeners know in this episode, uh, check out Grounded for Life. You can find it on Hulu. <laughs> Having started procreating at a young age, Claudia and Sean aren't sure they're ready for sure. Even after three kids, the series tells the story of the kids. Tune in. You'll love it. The Cold Cans Podcast is recorded in the Overcast Room at Cloud Studios in Seattle, Washington. Visit cloudstudioseattle.com 